You're listening to the Aim to Win podcast. I'm Wade Thomas, and I believe that every one of you has a wealth of potential just waiting to come out. And I'm here to help you reach that potential. So now, here's the Aim to Win podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Aim to Win podcast. My name is Wade Thomas, and today I am thrilled to have on the podcast the owner of a business built truly from love, Ty Centrell. So welcome to the podcast, Ty. Thank you so much for having me. So, so as a good way to kind of get you to know the audience, get the audience to know you, is just why don't you start by telling your story about how you got to where you are, where you are, and um, maybe where you're headed. Okay, awesome. So, again, guys, I'm Tyson Trail. I launched uh, Bride Navy about two years ago. Um, I have a background in graphic design and web development, and I just decided hey, why not do the wedding industry? Now, mind you, I didn't think COVID was going to smash the wedding industry <laughs> into pieces. But um, I started by building a group and a presence online. Um, I've loved weddings for so long. And I was in the Navy for eight years. So that's where the name even came about. And man, it has grown so fast. Within the last three months, I've gained 16,000 followers just on Instagram alone. Wow. And so, so you started the business how long ago? Um, 2018. Okay. Okay. So you've been doing it for a couple of years. So yeah. you haven't all been in, all been in a COVID area. So, right. <laughs> so talk a little about what do you do? So for the most part, we post luxury weddings for same-sex couples. So same-sex brides or same-sex grooms. Um, we create custom apparel and um, gifts and favors for people that are in the, that are getting married. Um, and then we also share their love stories on our blog. So we pretty much kind of shake up the wedding industry a little bit because you don't typically see pages like ours that much on social media or companies like ours. Okay. So, so how did you get there? So you kind of came in the idea that you wanted to get involved in a wedding business. Um, and you were, you were in the Navy. Yeah. So, so how did you, how did you get from kind of the Navy to the, the idea that you're going to shake up the wedding business and do it an entirely different way, an entirely different audience. Well, okay, so um, I've I've always been a, had an entrepreneurial spirit anyway. Um, so I started with a bow tie business. I've always had businesses that I've <laughs> tried to do, but some of them, you know, they just don't work. So you just keep trying. Um, I initially was actually getting ready to get married um, in 2018. Um, I would have been getting married this year, but I ended up calling out the engagement. But while we were planning the wedding we kept going to wedding expos that were like hey where's the groom and I'm like there's no groom there's it's my fiance she's a woman and you have so many people that even though it's 2020 they're still in the mindset of that same-sex couples are not getting married and that it should be a general statement not just assume that someone has a husband so I saw an opening in this niche and I was like okay I gotta take it (laughs) Yeah, so so instead of like going to look for somebody that you know, me said you decided to go yeah. and fill that need yourself. So what did that look like when you first got started? What was that like? It's, it's like not having anybody to compare yourself to. I literally, when I was on Google, I was like, oh my god, there's not really a company, especially where I'm taking my company. There wasn't a company that was doing what I was doing. There wasn't a platform that was really showcasing luxury weddings for same-sex brides. Um, and so it was, it took a year of me just building my follower followers up and just 
bringing awareness to what I was trying to do before people even recognized who I was or what I was, what my company was about for the longest people didn't even understand um, what I was doing at first. So it's been, it's still scary because I still don't have anybody to really compare myself to. So you're one of a kind, right? (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) So you've never done a wedding business before. No. How did you go about getting over that hurdle? How did you figure out what it is you had to do? Um, I, between Pinterest and, um, I got in a wedding, couple of wedding groups. Um, I started asking my friends, a lot of my friends were planning their weddings at the same time. So what I would do is ask them like, Hey, how hard is it finding Miss and Miss products? Or how hard is it finding certain things that you're looking for? And once I talked to so many of my friends and I started like putting the information out, people just started pouring in like, Hey, it's been hard for me to find a vendor that will cater to my sexuality and it just got to the point where it was getting it it started getting easier based on the need and the demand for it just by asking people questions so you talked to uh, customers or potential customers and really learned it my friends were my first (laughs) my first clients yeah yeah it's that's that's really a great way to to do the research is nobody nobody knows better what the business needs to look like than the customer right exactly yeah. and my friends were hard on me as if i was they didn't care that they knew me they were like i want because you know weddings we are hard when it comes to weddings they did not cut me slack just because they knew me they were like if you're going to do something do it the right way yeah yeah i can imagine it's such a very <laughs> it's such a personal aspect so where were you before you launched this business what were you doing um i was working for a company called carvana so Um, I used to deliver cars (laughs) to people. Um, A lot of people have heard about Carvana. And I did that up until last September. Um, And then I left corporate um, last September. Um, And then before that, I had another business where I was just uh, making custom T-shirts for people's, like, family reunions and just random (laughs) T-shirt customizing for people and yeah <laughs> that that wasn't that was all I was doing but I honestly can truly say I love weddings like I love love to the point where I just love weddings and it gives me a sense of purpose even when sales are down I can do the job so you're so you're following your passion yes <laughs> so did you come up with the idea in 2018 or did you uh when you were doing the other businesses did you ever think about the wedding business um no I actually um so I have a, a degree in graphic design and I actually just posted it. So two years ago, this day, I designed a wedding magazine cover just for a class. I was just playing around with stuff and I was like, oh my God, weddings are so pretty. So fast forward, three months later, I was driving in my car and I was like, oh my God, I wanna do the wedding industry. So I wrote down ideas and I kept saying, okay, well, I was in the Navy and Navy is like family. Why not do bride Navy? And literally from that point on, I made the Instagram, the Twitter, I did everything. And that was it. (laughs) It just took off from there. Yeah. So you you made the leap from corporate. Yes. And so you had a steady paycheck. And then so now you jumped into the wedding business. Uh, What was it like to to make that? I feel like you never know what you you can handle until you do it. Um, That was the scariest it's still scary, <laughs> to be honest. Um, that was the scariest jump of my life, but it prepared me for where I'm headed to next. Um, I just remember panicking every day, <laughs> like, oh, my God, I still have bills. I still have bills. Like, 
Um, my son, he's 11. He still wanted to do sports. I was like, oh my God, I went from having such a big income to like have my income being gone. But it taught, it teaches you how to be creative. It does push you to keep pushing yourself. Even when you want to be off, you're like, if I don't do it, who's going to do it type of thing. Yeah. When you, when you get to that point, you really, you fall back on a passion and the fact that you believe in what you're doing and, and the need is there. Right. And, I mean, it's amazing because it's just like, for instance, even you guys finding me and emailing me in this podcast, I was like, oh my God, it's my first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is, this is dope because I was like, you never know who's watching you. You just have to keep pushing yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, well, I'm glad I'm honored to be your first podcast. Yes, you are my first one. <laughs> I was like, this is cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, welcome. Welcome to the club. That's excellent. <laughs> so, so you made that leap and you started the business. Um, you know, your, your first clients were your friends. how did you grow the business after that? Um, so I, I honestly, again, took time. So I didn't make any money, a lot of money the first year. I literally just took my time and just started reaching out to brides, pushing out the idea, just at least getting awareness to my company. Um, and then, again, I don't know. Instagram has a mind of its own. Like, my page just took off on its own. And, like, people just started sending me their pictures. And um, I actually, actually launched like a few products in, um, June of this year after COVID because COVID made me kind of pivot what I was doing and it's going up from there. I actually just had a call. Someone wants to be a business partner of mine, um, to help me scale, um, today. <laughs> so these are like taking off faster than me. So I got to go to Vegas, uh, in a couple of weeks just to meet with them. So. I don't know, Wade. I just don't know. <laughs> it's exciting times though, isn't it? Yes. It's yep. like, it's good because it's just like all the hard work you put into something, even when nobody's watching, um, makes up for the times where you're not getting the things that you feel like you should have. And it's just like, I'm thankful for her even seeing my work ethic to the point where she's like, okay, we got to get you <laughs> out there, like out there, out there. So. So, yeah, so I, I love that statement, right? It's, it's the work you do and nobody's watching Be, because so many, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, you know, especially those in the service industry, right? They see what's going on. They see um, people see, you know, the wedding planning or they see the consulting work or they see the coaching work or whatever it might be, but they don't realize that that's really the tip of the iceberg, right? You know, right. That's not even half of, what goes into everything like people people don't even think I'm going to respond on my page but they're like oh you have 17,000 followers like you respond I'm like customer service matters to me because that's what sustains your company whether you have the sales or not you still need to treat each person as if they were the first person from the beginning of the day to the person at the last of the night I respond to every single person yeah yeah that's a <laughs> That's, that's pretty powerful too. And, but there's all that kind of work that really kind of goes into the entrepreneur's life. It's, you know, you know, you're not a wedding planner, just a wedding planner. You're a marketer, yes. you know, and, uh, and that's really the case for successful entrepreneurs. They're right. a marketer first. And then what they do is almost secondary. Although what they do is the bread and butter. So it's put a lot of energy and focus on that. And, exactly. and their clients. But at the end of the day, it really is about marketing. 
So, uh, how'd you get to 16,000 followers on, on, on the Instagram? Um, so, okay, what happened? June, I did this um, day called Tailored Suit Tuesdays or something. So I picked um, women who are brides, but they chose to wear suits for their um, wedding day. Um, and I just spent a Tuesday where I just literally for two weeks straight, I just marketed those type of women. And all of a sudden, one of my pictures hit like 10,000 likes or something. Or, and after that, I don't know, these people came out of nowhere. So I went from 1,200 followers to 10K um, by August. And then since then, it's just constant flow. Like my page pretty much runs by itself now. Yeah. Now I don't really have to do a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, so really ran that and that just, it was almost like a lead magnet, right? It just yeah. Every, everybody in and excellent. That's a no ads. I don't run ads or anything. I haven't run ads yet. I haven't, I haven't done half the stuff I guess that people do. Like it's literally everybody's organic to yeah. my page. 16,000 organic followers. Very impressive. <laughs> it blows my mind every day trust me i'm always like but i'm just a regular person <laughs> and they're like no look at what you built and my friends have to tell me all the time like this is great this is amazing i'm like i guess because i'm in it and i'm doing it and i'm working it i don't see all this stuff yeah people need what you do right exactly they want and they want what you do so. mm -hmm. excellent so yeah you got to a good start in your business and then covid rolled around so what, what, what directions did um, the pandemic take you? What opportunities came out of that? Um, so, and I'll just say, initially I was just doing um, consultations where I would meet with the bride and then I would plan out their whole bachelorette party and I would get their, some of their stuff for their weddings. I didn't have online products. That wasn't my goal to have an online store. I just wanted to meet with brides. Um, fast forward to COVID. Um, so we've, Launch. We did some robes. We've done T-shirts, um, coffee mugs, and uh, um, boxes like uh, bachelorette boxes for people. Um, and then again, now, again, this meeting that I had today just completely changed <laughs> where my um, life is about to go now because now we're about to put even more products into the online store, and then hopefully in the future we'll have a physical location after COVID kind of dies down. But the ultimate goal is to get more products and then get in the store and push out as many things as we can that people have never seen in the wedding industry. So how much of that kind of ties back to what you used to do in your previous businesses? It's all this It's pretty much all the same. I'm still going to be designing. I'm still going to yeah. be creating. Um, the, the good thing about this now is that I'm not doing it from home. Um, yeah. See, I design right now and I press the shirts and I make the shirts and I, do the mock-ups and I manage the website and for the first time I'm going to have a break from that and I'm going to be able to just be the creative in my company which is amazing <laughs> to yeah. not have to do it all yeah yeah because that's uh that's a lot of work right it is I literally just ran to the post office before <laughs> yeah. I came to talk to y'all so I could drop off some packages so you're kind of hitting your tipping point now where you just can't take on anymore yeah it's getting to the point now if I want to scale I can't work in my business. I have to outsource and which is, I mean, which is great for me because my business pretty much outgrew me. It grew up, <laughs> grew past what I could handle at home. Yeah. And so in order to give you 
or to give my members and clients um, really good customer service, I know I have to outsource. There's no way for me to give them or ship out the packages fast enough. I barely can do it now. And it's just me and some of my friends and my sister that helped me package stuff. But right now, yeah, no, it's time to take it up a notch, kind of give them that Amazon <laughs> speed shipping. So how do you feel about letting go? You mean you've kind of run it off for a long time now. Oh my goodness. Today I just been crying because I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm letting someone help me. I'm letting someone step in. Um, I'm at peace with it only because at the end of the day, this is bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that my community needs. And so sometimes you have to do things that you don't normally do <laughs> in order to keep continue to grow. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. I love the way you put that too, because a lot of entrepreneurs, solopreneurs just have a real hard time letting go of things and outsourcing. And the way you looked at it is good. The way you looked at it is, I really love it. It's a, uh, you know, you're letting go because you can't serve your community. So if you decide to hold on to it all, there's going to be a lot of people out there that can't get what they need. Exactly. And I'm going to lose, lose the whole thing. <laughs> well, and, and they will, right? Yes. Right. Because there's nobody else that does what you do in the way you do it. There's right. nobody else that can do that. And, and so you really do a disservice to you know, people that really need your help when you keep it all in. Exactly. Nobody wants to burn out now. It's too, it's too soon in the game to get the entrepreneurial burnout. I don't want to burn out. And I feel like, again, a lot of moves that I've made just based on my faith and me just following and stepping out and being fearful and doing it have gotten me to this point. Yeah. And so I'm just happy that I listen to my intuition and just say, hey, go for it. You have nothing to lose. You have more to gain by just taking a risk. You have to keep taking risks in order for your business to continue to grow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. Um, does that work? Does that concern you? The extra cost that goes in outsourcing? Um, yes. Everything concerns me when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to doing that, but I want quality. I feel like everybody deserves quality and it's just like, if I'm tired, what if I'm not giving them the best quality they could possibly have? If I'm burned out or if I'm sad or depressed or I don't have any more creative juices, like what else can I give them if I'm not at my best? So why not outsource and give someone else that can bring my business to life? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's another great way to look at it is quality often goes up when you outsource. And that's, that runs contrary to what a lot of entrepreneurs believe. You know, a lot of them believe that nobody else can do it as good as they can. We're only, we're great at things, but I'm great at a couple of things. I'm good at a lot of things, but I'm not great at it. So why not hire someone that's great at the things I'm only good at? That's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, Yeah. So, so outsourcing brings a few things to the table. It's not only keeping you from burning out, but it's also bringing expertise under your umbrella that, uh, you know, lets you do a better job for the people you serve. Exactly. <laughs> and we always want to do a better job. I mean, I see myself in the future having a magazine that says Brian E.B. Bridal Magazine or something. I see so much potential and I look at the bigger picture of my company always. And so I'm just like, okay, we're going to have Groom Navy next and we'll have Two Mom Navy. And, you know, it's going to be, it's going to keep growing. It's not going to just be one thing. It's going to be an umbrella that follows. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was actually going to be my next question is, uh, what is next? So you have, you have a lot of things 
you know, kind of floating around your head, what do you think your next steps will be? Okay, so when I launched Broad Navy, I actually launched uh, Groom Navy, which was the um, groom part of Broad Navy, which is the brother company. And so I launched it at the same time, and I realized it's too much work to build two pages at the same time, put in two different products, two different two different collections, basically. Um, and so um, come January, I'll be reopening up the collection for Groom Navy, which will allow same-sex men um, to purchase products, um, for our company. I also, the company is called True Love Navy Co. Just so that I'm able to put Brian Navy, Groom Navy, and whatever else I want to put underneath the umbrella of the company. And so right now we're going to be focused on Brian Navy, Groom Navy, and possibly, um, Two Mom Navy, which is for the couples that have children after the wedding. Cause I have a lot of people, a lot of brides that are already on the page and that are my clients that, of course, they're having families now. So now we want to see, hey, what happened after the wedding? <laughs> like, so we can show that, showcase their families and stuff. Excellent. And and so, yeah, so are you going to plan weddings for grooms as well? Yes. So I won't be planning the weddings, but I will definitely do their bachelorette parties. And <laughs> I will definitely provide them with a, whatever products they need for their homes after the wedding. Uh, my main focus is on products before the wedding and products after so maybe like coffee mugs or, or home decor and stuff like that that's that they can't find like you can't just walk into target and get a, a sign that says miss and miss or mr and mr you have to buy two separate products and, and combine the two in order to get those products and so i'm focusing on before and after, after but not the wedding itself that is another monster that i you know for all the event planners out there I am grateful for you guys because who knows how I would be on the wedding day. <laughs> I think I would panic too much. I like talking to them when they're happy and they're about to go party. So, yeah, so no plans to get into that part of the business. I mean, it could happen. Who do, I mean, you, you just never know. It could possibly happen, but I'd rather throw a bachelorette party event for them or uh, the bridal showers or the, you know, I just bought my house. And I needed some gifts for my housewarming. I rather do those parts versus the day of the wedding because I've been in weddings and I just that day of is like I don't know. <laughs> it's like everything is so chaotic sometimes. It's smooth, but then sometimes it's crazy. The bride is crying. People's dress is not in on time. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you on that. I I wouldn't want to go in that business either. But the um, but many people are successful at it, and uh, they are. And I again, I partner with them all the time. I ask them what they need from me, and I can get it for their clients. Other than that, they that's great. <laughs> it goes back to what we we're saying about outsourcing, right? Yes, you are good at certain things, and why try to enter that where you might be good, where somebody else is great? Exactly. So, do, do you ever partner with? Uh, do you partner specifically with certain event planners and? you know, get that business or do you kind of do it just by event? Um, so I'm big on like, I look at the team of the vendor. Um, I look at reviews. Um, I look at the quality of their work, um, their photos. Um, before I refer anybody to any, any of my couples to any vendor, I'm, I do my research mm -hmm. thoroughly. I make sure that they are LGBTQ friendly because not everybody is. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just the reality of the situation. And, of course, we don't have to force it down people's throats, but hey, I want my couples to be happy. So 
no, I'm very particular um, with who I work with just because I, I want someone to take care of my couples just as if I would take care of them if it was me. So what's really exciting about this whole thing is you went out and you just, you found your, your niche. Yes. You, you really did. And then you really kind of, you really nailed down, you know, sort of an avatar for it, right? I mean, you know what your niche looks like, you know, besides what you've talked about, is there any other aspects that you look at? I mean, do you look at certain demographic? Do you do geographies? Do you do um, income level? Or? Yeah. So, yes, we do. So a lot of people want to, in the wedding industry, they either want to shoot straight to luxury weddings or you have that middle middle couple that in between i'm in that in between and luxury um standpoint i know what couples i'm looking for i know what type of weddings i'm looking for um most of these women are career women or they, they're entrepreneurs or they're very successful so um you can tell by the scale of the wedding um who i'm going to be working with and that's the couples i like working with um they're pretty much in my age range um between 27 to 36 or higher that's like my in-between age range um that pretty much visit <laughs> my page <laughs> and so um that's what i stick to career couples um i pretty much go to their pages and probably like stalk their pages 50 times before i even post them on my page so <laughs> genuine love stories yeah it's that's so fun it's so fun that you can really kind of see the outcomes of it and uh, that's awesome. Um, so what piece of advice would you have for somebody that's really, um, they're in the corporate world now, they're not satisfied with it, they're thinking about maybe starting their own small business. What would you tell them? Um, I would tell them, don't leave corporate until, I always tell people don't leave, like build your business out, let your employer be your investor, like keep it, keep that in mind. And just start and just go for it. Dedicate an hour a day to your, your own business and your own vision and your own passions. And once you do that, you'll know when you're ready to leave. You'll know when it's time to go. And who's to say? I mean, you may even do that leap of faith and everything can take off. But I always initially say start where you are. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be perfect. There's no perfect journey. If that's the case, we all would be <laughs> millionaires right out the gate, but you have to start. You can't keep pushing it off. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's perfect because, you know, I always like to say that, uh, you know, on the market is much better than perfect every time. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's, it's no good if it's not out there. You can't so, stay in your head forever. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, well, excellent. I, I really appreciate you taking the time today. A lot of, you know, a lot of good insights. I love how you've identified, you know, you really nailed down that niche. You filled a void for people that can't get help anywhere else. And I love that you've really made this into your passion, your mission. It's just so exciting. And uh, I look forward to hearing just, you know, great things as you grow your business. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, thank you. And, and, thank, and thank everybody for listening. This was today's Aim to Win episode. I'm Wade Thomas, and don't forget to check out the latest episodes at www.aimtowinllc.com. And you can also subscribe to www.wadethomas.com for the latest news to reach your potential. Mm -hmm.